Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it Cashback Match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the experience. Welcome to the Delvin Cox experience. I'm your host, as always, Delvin Cox. And with me today is my boy Francis Ward. We are here to talk about SummerSlam. But before we get into that, how you doing today, buddy? Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me back on. Definitely, definitely. You wasn't here last time we did this. We always start the show now with the five for five. Five questions, five answers to break the ice. Are you ready? All right. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Question number one. What was the best album you listened to this past year? Best album I've listened to. Uh, Kendrick Lamar. Damn. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. Question two. Favorite all-time TV show? Favorite? Oh, that's easy. Breaking Bad. Okay. That's a really good one. Yep. Three. And this is the one that always gets people up. Dumbest thing you ever done as a kid? Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, when I was a kid, when I was six or seven, I uh, carved my initials into a card on the road with a rock. So, yeah, I don't know why I did that, but it's a memory that I have <laughs> that I did with a friend of mine. It wasn't the smartest thing in the world, you know? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> Question four. Top five wrestlers of all time. Top five. Uh, does it have to be in order? No, not in order. Not in order. All right, top five. My top five. Um, let me see. Stone Cold is definitely in there. Okay. Um, what? Who else would be in there? Chris Jericho. He's in there for me. Um, Shawn Michaels. Three. Um. See, now we're getting on. I got to pick two more, and there's a lot of people. Um. I would say The Rock. Yeah, I'll give The Rock a nod. And Undertaker. Oh, fine. That's a good five. Yep. That's a real good five. Okay, final question. Your favorite match you've watched this year? Uh, does rewatching matches count? Yes, it does. Okay. Um, best match. Oof. Uh, this is difficult. Mmm. Best match this year, probably, it's probably the tag team match from NXT TakeOver with Ciampa and, um, uh, shit, I'm, mine's drawing a blank right now, Ciampa and... Uh, Gargano? Yeah, that's it, that's it, Gargano and Ciampa, right, versus the Authors of Pain with the, with the heel turn at the end. Off the top of my head, I'd probably have to say that. That was an excellent one. That definitely was an excellent one, which unfortunately hasn't led to anything yet. Right, not yet. I yeah, it did have a lot of potential at the time, and I guess we're we're the furthest, the further we move away from it, you know, when they capitalize on it, it won't be as special. But hopefully, they do something soon. Yeah, definitely. All right, now let's get into talk about SummerSlam. First and foremost, first question for you and for both of us: What does SummerSlam mean to you? Oh, it's, I'm I'm towing the company line now you know it's the the biggest party of the summer you know I, I look forward to it every year SummerSlam and especially like in Brooklyn there's a cool vibe to it and uh yeah it's it's probably it's probably up there as my second favorite pay-per-view after Wrestlemania cool what are some of your favorite SummerSlam matches um I liked oh The Rock and Brock Lesnar from uh SummerSlam 2002 I believe uh I love that match uh, I love Brock Lesnar coming up and, uh, you know, I was glad The Rock put him over and stuff. At the time when I was watching it, I didn't really, uh, back in, yeah, back in 2002, I wasn't as big into, like, the backstage terms and, you know, insider terms, like The Rock putting him over and stuff. Like, but I remember at the time I was happy that Brock won. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's one up there for me. Maybe, uh, 
Hulk Hogan and Shawn Michaels from 05. Uh, just the way Shawn sold that night, I thought it was hilarious. So that, that's up there for me. Um, SummerSlam, CM Punk and Brock Lesnar, they, they, they had a match at SummerSlam a couple of years ago, I believe, too, which was, uh, which was pretty good. Yeah, it was the Beast versus the best in the world. So, yeah, th- those are a couple of matches off the top of my head that I like. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, so far, what do you think about this SummerSlam card? This year's SummerSlam card compared to the other one? Uh, if I'm being honest, like over the past couple of weeks and stuff like that, I've kind of like been slacking on Raw and SmackDown. Like I keep, I keep up with it and stuff, but I just been, it's been a lot of fast forward action uh, ever since Jinder Mahal became WWE champion. I, oh. SmackDown has gone downhill for me. I, you know, uh, <laughs> the Brizango segments being the highlight of SmackDown for me lately and, and the Usos. But yeah, the build for SummerSlam, for me, it hasn't been great just because I've been, I, I've kind of backed off from the product a little bit lately. All right, now that we mentioned, let's go over the card a little bit. Let's All start right. from, um, I guess we can start, we're going to start in the, the, the match that's already know that's going to happen. We, these are guaranteed matches that we know is happening right now because there's obviously right. going to be some. Match changes and things like that due to injuries and stuff like that that's happened recently. Okay, first match on the top of my head. John Zeta versus Baron Corbin. What do you think about that match? Um, yeah, that that that's one of those feuds that I haven't really been invested in at all. Uh it's something that I've been kind of skipping over just because from what I've seen, it's just it's just tip. It's just there's no substance to the story. It's just I attack you. I cost you this match. You cost me that match, and I don't know. I just feel like I won't be fully interested in Baron Corbin until he cashes in that money in the bank, which ironically I think he'll do at SummerSlam. Yeah, I think this match is kind of a throwaway match for Zena just to get a win after he lost to Nakamura. Yeah, and the money in the bank winner can take a loss, so I, I see why they're doing it. So I think he's gonna pick up the win. And then essentially just um, Corbin's going to go later on that night and get the title. And we can talk about that a little bit later, okay? Yeah. Second one. Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor. Um, I I like the idea of Finn Balor and, and Bray Wyatt, you know, two dark characters going, going at each other. It was one of the matches that I really look forward to. And when it first when it first started looking like that's what was going to happen, I was excited, but just it, it's it, the segments that they've been having on Raw are very typical of Bray Wyatt, you know, the, the rambling on, the incoherent responses, and, and we haven't seen the Demon since since uh, since the Universal title match at, at SummerSlam that time, so I, you know what, I think in this match we'll see Finn Balor bring back the Demon and um, so, you know, that's cool with me. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I just don't know who wins in this feud because Bray Wyatt needs to win, and I don't think Finn Balor could afford to lose right now. They're an interesting situation with both of them because the push Finn Balor has been getting has been lukewarm at best. Yeah. And Bray Wyatt has been on a downward spot since that feud, which he won against Randy Orton. Yeah, which is looking back on it, it I don't see, I don't, I don't think it, it really elevated Bray Wyatt anymore. You know, it, I think losses have hurt him really, really bad. And when I said earlier that, that Finn Balor, you know, um, can't really afford to lose is, is for that fact that he's been booked kind of lukewarm and he needs, he's, he should be in a better position than he is. And I think when he came back, he should have went straight after the Universal title. Uh, you know, but they, they backed themselves into a corner by having Brock as champion. He can't lose because he's their big attraction. So it's just, it is what it is. You know, I don't know who's going to win. I really can't call it. Yes, yeah, interesting how they did that. Because honestly speaking, this just should have, Finn Balor should have been in that four-way match some type of way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he definitely should have been. Because... Because if you go over storyline, he was the one who he never really got his title shot back. Still it's just like he came back and just went to a mid-carter. Yeah, exactly. He went to a mid-carter. They tried to elevate the IC belt for a while. That belt doesn't seem like the top belt on Raw to me right now with the, with Brock being off the show and stuff. Raw is just, it's it's a mess right now, to be honest, I think. It's, for me, I, I'm not liking it right now. 
Yeah, with the exception of the actual world title match, it looks like it's going to probably be awesome. It's a little yeah, bit oh, of a mess. we'll get to that. I have a lot of thoughts on that, on that Fatal 4-Way match. I can't wait to talk about that. Definitely. All right, let's get to this other match. Big Show versus Big Cass with Enzo Amore spinning above the ring in a shark cage. I'm shaking my head, man. I, you know, I don't, I don't know why, why Enzo Amore, like, you know, usually isn't that a heel? Isn't, isn't that like the, the, something like a heel would do is be in the shark cage like Jericho, but just having Enzo up there, this whole thing as well, I think Cass is going to win. I think he should win. And I don't know what Enzo's doing in the shark cage. I really don't. Well, for what they've been saying, they're saying it's kind of like punishment because one Enzo's really scared of heights. And oh. two, as of late, have you been hearing the stories about Enzo Amore? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's supposed to have heat on him backstage. Yeah, that could be it. It could be a, it could be a punishment. About Roman Reigns throwing him off the bus and yep. the stripper came out, a, what, last week? Was talking about him being cheap and stuff like that and talking shit. Oh, no, I didn't hear that last part. Yeah. Uh, you can Google it. It was a stripper who came out who was not a fan of wrestling whatsoever. Said that Enzo right. Moray came to her strip club and was bragging about how much money he makes in WWE and how when he smokes weed, yeah, he doesn't really get in trouble for like, it. That sounds like some Enzo shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he's getting a lot of I'm heat. I'm not mad at him. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Okay. This is the, the next match I think is going to be a really good match. It's a tag team championship match, the New Day versus the Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. What do you think about that one? I'm loving what the Usos have become lately. Uh, ever since they turned heel, it's very entertaining. It seems like it seems like that gimmick suits them a lot better. Uh, what they did on SmackDown, you know, mimicking New Day's entrance was fucking. It was great. The rap battle was great too, which took me by surprise because usually when WWE do those sort of stuff, they usually fuck it up. But They've been doing a good job. I'm. I, I like this feud, and I hope, I hope the Usos win. But I wouldn't be too confident. Yeah, I, I think it's very good how they reinvented the Usos. They probably should take notice with that, and they probably should have did that with Roman Reigns. To be honest. Yep, but Roman Reigns and the Usos together right now. Like I, I've thought about that, as I'm sure a lot of people have, when they see the Usos coming out with that attitude and stuff. If Roman Reigns could you know, get the rub off that and be near that and act like that. But, again, it's more hip-hop, too, so I don't know if that really fits Roman Reigns too well. So I think it's probably best to keep them separate. Yeah, but it's an interesting thing that they've done with the Usos in a sense where when the Usos was was good guys, quote-unquote, they were yeah. hated. Yeah, I think people just got people- tired of them, like, now, uh, with with the new shit that got, they have going on, like I want a Uso hoodie. Like I don't know if they came out with the day one ish hoodies, but like that's merchandise gold, man. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That match is gonna be good because that last match they had was excellent. It was. It was. It was the best match on the card that night. But the card was horrible. So, but still, take nothing away from the match. Yeah, definitely. Okay, let's go to the next match, which I really don't care about: Randy Orton versus Rusev. Who really cares about this match? And why should they care about this match? Next. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. I don't. I don't really care about this match either. Uh, it's uh, Randy Orton for me is is born right now. You know, Rusev. We talked about this last time. I talked to you about him asking for the world title shot. Maybe this is how they get to that. Maybe he gets a win over Orton because Orton did just get a win over Jinder. So maybe that was WWE's way of keeping him strong. So he can lose at SummerSlam. The, the only thing I care about is if, if Rusev wins and gets some good momentum, then I guess it's cool. But apart from that, I, I don't really care either. Okay, quick question. What should they do with Randy Orton? Because it seems like he's spinning his wheels right now. Yeah, uh, right now, he. I mean, he's supposed to be a babyface, but he, he kind of acts like a heel and people don't really... Orton, for me, has never, never been good as a babyface. And even as a heel, it, only at times was he like at his best i think he's born for the most part uh for him i mean fuck when you think about it he's 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 what like a 13 14 time champion yeah. uh you know maybe, maybe they maybe they go back to something with cena and orton again i don't know you know uh but i, I don't know what you do with Orton. like 
even for him coming, I don't know if he's coming to the end of his career anytime soon. Like, he is getting up there in age. But it's just like, how many more Randy Orton feuds do you really want to see? When you see him in the ring, he's great. His matches are great. He's smooth as fuck. Like, everything like that, there's no problem with it. But it's just the buildup for me is never really good. I think they should put him back heel and put him in a feud with somebody who's worth a damn. Like, for example, give him AJ Styles. Yeah, AJ, but but again, I don't know how you get to a feud between those two. They're going to have to be creative because lately it seems like they're just doing a lot of I cost you this match, so we're going to feud. So it's it's just basic shit. Like, and until, like, when they did the stuff with the Wyatt family and Orton in there, that's when I, I really liked Orton at that time because it made him interesting, you know, when he burnt down the house and shit. That was a big moment. Yeah. Um, but since then, you know, just back to old Randy Borton. Definitely. Okay, speaking of AJ Styles, AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens for the Universal uh, United States Championship with Shane McMahon as the guest referee. Yeah, I'm sure Shane's not in there just to do, you know, a rest job for the night. He's in there for some – he's going to get involved somehow. We all know this. Um, I have a feeling that that match is is probably to set up a Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon match, which, you know, I'm okay with that. Uh, AJ and Owens, they have good – chemistry i feel like their matches are good but i feel like we've seen them face each other a lot lately a lot and um you know this is probably gonna break them apart which is good you have owens go off with shane and aj finds a different opponent um so yeah i i you know it'll be a decent match with some shenanigans why is this not the world title match because WWE wanted to sign into India and make the you know make more money off it. That's that's probably why. It probably would make more sense if if you just let's just think about this for a minute. If Jim Mahal was the United States champion, holding the United States championship, talking the way he talks about America, wouldn't that kind of make more sense? Man, I didn't even think about it that way. <laughs> that way, but you just blew my mind. You're right. You're right. You're definitely 100% right. If he had the U.S. belt and was talking like that. And I think that would be even, it would be less pressure on Jinder. And I think people would be more accepting to it because he's not, you know, the, he's not the guy. But yeah, I never thought about it like that. And that's that's 100% right. I agree. And it could, it would actually bring up the U.S. title. It would. It would elevate it with the, with the new entrance and stuff. You know, taking it away from Jinder. Like, I, I, I think they did a good job packaging him. And, you know, I still think he could be a little bit better on the mic. And he wrestles a lot on SmackDown one-on-one and loses matches. And I don't know. His, his, his title reign for me has been a disappointment. Yeah, definitely. I think they could do a lot more with him. And I think the fact that they've put him up so high with the world champion. Well, let's just talk about that match right now. Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE Championship. Yeah, it's in Brooklyn. Uh, you know, I, I said when that match got made, uh, I put up a picture of Jinder, and uh, it, was a, it was a picture WWE put up of Jinder and Shinsuke, and I said, you know, travel back to 2014 and explain this to a, t- to a time traveler, you know? It's, <laughs> it's crazy <clears throat> when you think about it, you know, Nakamura coming from Japan and being in NXT and Jinder being, you know, who he was, you know, he was putting people over all the time. He's the jobber. Like, I know people don't like that word, but um, that's what he was. And and now he's world champion and these two are going to face each other. And and the best thing about this match for me is going to be the end because I feel like in Brooklyn, they're going to be hot for Nakamura. I think Nakamura is going to win the championship. And I think that's when you're going to hear Baron Corbin's music hit. And he's going to cash that baby in, and he's going to he's going to break everyone's hearts in Brooklyn, and that's that's the way it should be, I think. If you want to really, if you want to really get Baron over as a heel and and get some sympathy for Nakamura, I think that's the way to go, and I I think that's what will happen. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I think this probably will be Jinder's best match. It's it's a mix up of stars. I I don't know how they're gonna clash. To be honest, like I don't think I don't think that Jinder had great matches with Orton. Um, I don't know, I don't know what Jinder's ability to be able to have that kind of match with Nakamura is like. I mean, I hope he does well, but it's just I I don't. It's not that I hate Jinder. I don't or, or like I love Jinder, but I don't. I feel indifferent, and that's not that's not a good sign. I I think a lot of fans feel like that. Yeah, I think this is a match where. 
with Nakamura, Nakamura is kind of hard hitting, so I think it'll kind of fit Jinder a little bit better than Randy Orton. And they might maybe can hide some of Jinder's flaws with that. I mean, if 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 he's learned anything from being in three MB, I guess it's how to sell. I mean, he's he's gonna have to he's gonna have to adapt and show how good he is in the ring because Nakamura needs. You saw when he had a match with Cena, it was it was a very good match. Even with Dolph Ziggler, I felt like his match was okay. I, I expected better out of out of them too. But then again, Ziggler is in the ring general that Cena is, and Jinder Mahal is definitely no ring general like Cena, in my opinion. You know, he's decent, yeah, but. Um, yeah, I, ju- I just don't have high levels of excitement for this match. I hope they prove me wrong. Definitely. Okay, let's talk about um, Naomi versus Natalya for the WWE Women's SmackDown Championship. Who you think? Who you got? Uh, don't really care. Uh, Natalya for me is just I I don't think she'll ever be <laughs> women's champion. It's like didn't she have that? Didn't she have that gimmick where she used to fire a lot around people? <laughs> yes, she did. I, yeah, I feel like there's some kind of joke, like Natalia, like she's never going to be taken seriously as a as a women's champion, which is a shame because she's got a good, you know, family background and, and she's good in the ring. But I think it's Naomi's time to keep going. I think she's doing good. I like Naomi. Uh, I don't know if Carmella cashes in here. I doubt it. Um, but yeah, it, it should be an okay match. It, again, it's, I'm not really looking forward to that one. Um, I just think it'd be a basic match low on the card. Naomi wins. Cool, cool. Let's get to the next. I, 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 feel, like I, said, I, I feel like I said I, I'm not looking forward to a lot of matches. I don't mean to sound so pessimistic about it, but I didn't. I didn't. I haven't really gave much thought to any of these matches, to be honest. Um, so I don't know. Like, hopefully, you now there's more matches that you talk about that I'm excited about. Well, this one is kind of this SummerSlam is lackluster in a sense because how do I describe it? A lot of the matches that you want to see you're probably not going to get right? because of the state of WWE right now. They want Jinder Mahal as a champion, champion and you know it's just a lot of things going on. A lot of people who are not there that you probably want to see. Zena's going to be there but he's in a, he's in a useless feud against Baron Corbin so that doesn't yeah. matter. AJ Styles and Kevin Owens match is going to be excellent, but it's not for the world title. It's for the United States Championship. Yeah, you got and a lot of seen it a bunch of times too. So it didn't add to the fact that well, we're going to get to that part in a minute. That there's people on who are not going to be on the card. Looks like. Yeah, uh, you're going to have to refresh my memory on those people. But like I said, as we go through the card, I guess we'll find out who's on and who's not. Yeah, yeah, let's keep going through it. Okay, Neville versus Tozawa. Who who you got on that one? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That's another one I don't really care about, um, to be honest. I, the Cruiserweights uh, on Raw, just not my cup of tea. Like, I, I feel like they're restricted. They, they can't they can't have the matches that they were having in the Cruiserweight Classic because Vince, I guess, doesn't want to upstage the main eventers or whatever, but... Um, this feud, I guess, has been all right. You know, you throw Titus in there, the Titus brand and stuff. I still don't think this is going to be it. I, I think Neville retains. And, uh, yeah, it's just I need someone I need someone on the Neville level for me to be interested. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting because, as of right now, Neville is the most dominant champion in WWE right now. Him and um, NXT – What's her name? I can't think of her name. Yeah, but he's in a division that doesn't really have that many, you know, top stars or, or serious competitors. You know, Austin Aries is gone. Yeah. He was the one that I felt like was going to take the belt from Neville. And when Austin Aries left, that really put the nail in the coffin for me, the Cruiserweight division. I didn't care. And that is very just, true. I need something. I need something to grab me for me to care. And, and it's not doing it right now. Do you think they should probably move some of these guys? To the cruiserweight division, like some guys like Enzo Amore or just guys that they're not. Yeah, I've, I've heard his name. I've heard his name thrown around Enzo going to the two hundred five live, but it's, I feel like he's better than that. I know he's got heat on him and stuff, and hopefully that doesn't affect him too much. But I see Enzo as a good intercontinental champion, you know. On Raw, like for me, I feel like the cruiserweight division is gonna is is gonna be taken off Raw soon anyway. So, and I don't want to see Enzo off. Monday nights, like I just don't see 
I don't see the cruiserweight division going anywhere. I think it's going to flop the way they're going. Well, I think I've always said about the cruiserweight division is the fact that if they're going to do a cruiserweight division, they need to go full in with it, make it a big thing. Yeah, and they haven't. And like, they have- like people will argue and say, people will argue and say, oh well, they gave them the purple ropes, they gave the purple lights. For me, that took away from that. That made them seem like this little sideshow act where you could go to the bathroom when the purple ropes come out. And I think other people felt like that too. Uh, right from the beginning, first impressions are everything, and you you separated them from everybody else, and it just backfired. In my and opinion, another, another thing I found weird about it is, two hundred five live is a raw show, correct? Yeah. Why is it filmed during SmackDown? I couldn't tell you, but I feel the same way. I feel the same way. The structure's all off too. I think the Cruiserweight should have been on SmackDown to begin with. Uh, because Daniel Bryan's over there too, you know. I know he's a, I know he's a former world champion, stuff, but he's smaller and he, he comes from that world sort of, you know, that style of wrestling and stuff. I just think it would have been a better fit on SmackDown. Yeah, not only that, you can easily make it so. Because the problem with Two Hundred Five Live that I know of, they say, is the fact that Two Hundred Five Live comes on after SmackDown. Yeah. So most of the time, people are there. They just who were there watching SmackDown just leave. Well, which if it wasn't for talking smack, I'd probably that's the that's the way I would look at doing it. Would be you have three hours of Raw on Monday, and then on Tuesday you have SmackDown, and then two or five two or five live afterwards. But I wouldn't have done two or five live in, to begin with. I wouldn't have put them on their own show. I don't think that the, that show is doing great on the network. It, I don't think so. It can't be. Uh, I don't think it is either. I think the only way they're gonna get people to stick around for it is they probably have to put it before SmackDown probably have to put it before SmackDown or go back to what they were doing and and because um, I think when 205 Live started they had the whole shit going on with Alicia Fox and the phone and, and Noam Dar and all that bullshit um, and I feel like that just makes it it takes away from it, it seems hokey, it doesn't seem and, and these guys aren't made guys so them doing all of this shit, like it's not interesting to people like if you've seen if you've seen a comedy skit with somebody that was a made guy like like enzo or someone like that people are more accepting to it but if you try to do this kind of stuff with cruiserweight no names nobody cares it just seems it just seems dumb to me that they that they didn't stick to the formula that, that brought them to the dance in the first place which was the cruiserweight classic and it was a more realistic kind of UFC style where they had to sit down interviews and where they came from and shit like you're marketing to this people to people on the network and those people are diehard wrestling fans so if you treated it like the Cruiserweight Classic it would be way more successful but I, I just feel like even hardcore wrestling fans aren't even tuning into 205 Live on the network I agree let's get to the second women's match of the night Alexa Bliss versus either Sasha Banks or Nia Jax for Women's Championship? Um, this one, yeah, I, I like this. Uh, I think that Sasha, it's, it's going to be Sasha, I think, because they've been hinting towards that, you know, and to bring it to the table and stuff with them having heat. I don't know if the heat's legit. I haven't looked into it enough, but it seems like it is. And, um, yeah, I, I think a Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss match would be good. Uh, I hope this is where, well, I stopped myself because I was about to say Sasha turns heel. I'm always on that train because I feel like she's a way better heel than a face. So any opportunity that I have to think, oh, maybe this is where it can happen, I'll go to it. But, um, yeah, I think it'd be a good match between Alexa and Sasha. I think they saved Nia. Um, that, that that might happen afterwards. Um, who do you think is going to You think Nia's gonna, Nia or Sasha? I think it's gonna be Sasha. Yeah. I find it interesting that um, I want to. I kind of want to know where they were gonna go with this match because it really was supposed to be Alexa Bliss versus Bailey. Yeah, until Bailey got injured. But did she really get injured? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how legit that is too because it just seemed like that might be a way for them to really capitalize on the Alexa Bliss and Sasha Banks stuff and get to that match. That's how it seemed like to me. Yeah, I think she's really injured. Well, everything's working when it comes to me and wrestling, so I don't know. I don't know. I, like I, I was one of those people that thought that Seth Rollins wasn't really injured when he was going to face Triple H. I thought maybe it was WWE. Like they have the doctors, so if they want to lie about it, they they could they can. I'm pretty much sure, unless yeah. unless unless investors and stuff don't don't like agree with that shit. I don't know. Like, but it, legit or not, 
I'm kind of glad that it's not going to be Bailey because she's been going, she's been on a downhill slope for me too. Um, they need to rebuild her up and just go back to what worked in NXT. Just go back to that. You know, the, the mainstream audience hasn't seen that. You know, you can redo Bailey and Sasha, all that shit. Like, I don't mind seeing that again. I'm pretty sure most wrestling fans don't. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, hopefully Bailey gets built up well when she comes back and faces Sasha for the the women's championship. I look forward to that. Definitely. Okay. Um, we went over most of the matches, except I guess the only thing left is the actual main event: Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman versus Samoa Joe for the Universal Championship. Who yep. you got? Here we go. There's so there's so many ways that you can skin this cat. You can this match can go like I've gone over different um, scenarios in my head, and the one that I keep going back to is that. I think Samoa Joe is going to walk out of Brooklyn with the Universal Championship. That's what I want to win. Yeah, I, I just think I just think it makes sense because um, Joe Joe's lost to Reigns a couple of times lately, right? He's been pinned. Yeah. yeah. So so when I look at that and I start, you know, my mind starts analyzing everything, and I I think about how what way they could be booked. And when I see that, I see Vince giving Reigns a couple of wins. Samoa Joe can take a couple of losses because he's going to be shot up. You know, that, that night when if he wins, which I think he will, he's going to be shot up again. And Reigns still looks strong because he's beaten Joe recently. And Braun, I don't know if Braun, Braun might take the pin. It might be something, you know, it might be something where Braun's taken out by everyone that's in the match. Put you in an announce table or something, all this shit, like really, really taken out. Um, but I just, for some reason, or maybe Reigns, I think Reigns might take the pin actually. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with Samoa Joe to pin Roman Reigns. I think it'll be very. It's gonna be a very interesting match, at least to say, because you know, most people kind of think this would be the perfect time to give Braun Strowman the belt. Yeah, a lot of people would. I would too, but I, I just, I just don't think that's what they're gonna do. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna do it either, because I, like, I think it'd be, I think it'd be best suited if they kind of get Braun Strowman away from the Roman Reigns feud. Yeah. Even though it's been great, honestly. It's been the best thing that's been on Raw for a while. Yeah, it has. I'm thinking it'd probably be better if they build up Braun Strowman versus Brock. Well, yeah, that that's a match that I'd love to see. I'm sure a lot of people would, too. Braun Strowman and Brock, they, they had the face-to-face one time. The crowd went wild. Um, I just think... Let, 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 me just, let me just try and run this scenario past you real quick. So, so what, what, what could happen is Samoa Joe could win. Brock because Heyman's been talking about Brock leaving WWE if he loses. So, but you know, it's wrestling, so he can just come back. Um, yeah. So, so, so what I would do is Samoa Joe wins, Brock goes away for a while, probably comes back around the Royal Rumble, faces Samoa Joe, beats him, and Roman Reigns wins the Royal Rumble, and that's how you get the Reigns versus Lesnar, which I think is the ultimate goal. I think that's the ultimate goal is Reigns, Lesnar too, and this time we will have a winner. And it's going to be Reigns, you know that. That's how I see it going. But just that's that's the easiest way to get there, in my opinion. You have Brock go away for a while because he's got that limited schedule. Meantime, you keep the belt on Raw with Joe, and maybe you go into Joe and Strowman. Yeah, it sounds good. Plus, you know, with the thing that's coming up with Brock going back to the UFC, maybe take some matches. Well, one match in particular. Yeah. You're talking about you're talking about John Jones and yeah. and Lesnar. Yeah, see, I li- I listened to the Taz show. He talked about it last week, and he was talking about how um how Vince, you know, if Brock really wanted to leave, that Vince would would just oblige. You know, he'd let him out of his contract because he's not going to keep anyone there who doesn't want to be there. And maybe this is why you know Brock's talking about leaving WWE. But it's six months that I think Brock has to be in the testing pool, um, before he can before he can sign to fight or. It's something like that with the with USADA testing or UFC's um, testing. He has to be in the pool for six months. So I don't know if he's done that. He, he probably hasn't done it because it would have been announced. So, um, and WrestleMania is coming up too. That's in that's in when March, May, yeah. May, or April. Yeah, so it's around then. But that I don't know. I, I think those clash a little bit, but I'm not sure. Um, I just think this might be just the way you know. WWE know that that news is out there that Brock might be leaving and stuff like that. So this is probably their way of saying, okay, we'll we'll swerve the fans, and Brock will actually lose. 
Well, did you hear about the uh, what John Bowen said? He said something like, "If you, if you want if you want to know what it's like to get your ass kicked by someone forty pounds lighter than you, then come call me or something." Is that the quote you're talking about? Not only that, the fact that he's been kind of alluding that he might show up in SummerSlam. John Jones. Yeah. No, I didn't hear that. Yeah, he's been kind of. That's cool. Making hits that he might just show up in the crowd, so. That may be a that's cool. If that happens, then something's definitely up. And Vince McMahon wants a slice of that pie. You know, if, if something's gonna go down with Brock and UFC, I'm sure Vince wants some kind of promotion out of it. And he'll get it too. And that could be it. I'll be interested. I didn't know that. I didn't know that, but that's cool. Yeah, I think it'll be very interesting what goes on with that. I think it's kind of like, you know, UFC and WWE have a good relationship. Yeah, it seems like it. And even more so with the news about Ronda Rousey. I know you heard about that, right? Yep. So with that news coming up and the fact that John Jones is kind of alluding that he might show up at um, SummerSlam. Well, it's a very interesting. You know, Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey, I think is is she'll probably she'll probably start training to become. I've heard that she's. She's interested in becoming a wrestler. Like, everybody knows that, but I heard that she's really ramping up that interest now. And there's talk about her, Brian Kendrick. Um, yeah, she's already training. Oh, is she? Yeah, she's training with Brian Kendrick. She's actually training with him. Oh, well, then, the, yeah, that seems like a done deal for me. I, I think a couple of months, man. It depends on how fast she picks it up. Yeah, so it's... You know, it could be around WrestleMania time, like six months. Yeah, probably. If if I was a guest, it'd probably be around WrestleMania many a time when she shows up or something like that. Yeah, I'll be keeping an eye on that because I'm I'm interested to see what they do with Ronda Rousey. I think she'll. I don't know. Can she cook promos and stuff? I don't know. Like I'm seeing her in press conferences and stuff. She's, you know, well, I McGregor makes everybody look mediocre on the mic, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if she has the chops. I know she's a big fan, so I wish her all the best. You know, I hope she does well. I appreciate the fact that WWE and well, wrestling for that matter could become the home of these UFC fighters and these MMA fighters who don't want to do MMA. Yeah, I like anymore. that too. If they if they have the X factor, if they have something about them, Ronda Rousey's been in movies, so she has that going for her. You know, she was she was a big star. You know, we know she could talk on on like talk shows and all that, so she knows how to promote herself very well. But just I don't know, can she do that on a mic in a ring, and um, you know have what it takes as well, you know, to do that schedule and what will our schedule be? There's a lot of questions, but it's something to look forward to, definitely. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's talk about what we, what we mentioned earlier, the wrestlers who are not going to be on the SummerSlam card. Oh, yeah, I want to hear this. All right, let's, first and foremost, Becky Lynch. So far, she's uh, not on the card. Not mad, not mad. I I, I don't... I like Becky, but I'm not I'm not like a super Becky Lynch fan. So, what what's going on with her lately? To be honest, like I haven't really been keeping up with her too much on SmackDown. It's kind of the same old, same old. Just spinning her I wheels, her and um, Charlotte kind of. That's on the card either. Yeah, you didn't mention her. Um, she might get thrown. There's, there's, she has to be on the card. I guess it'll be some kind of tag match, probably. But Charlotte on the pre-show would be a fucking shame. Like, that, that would hurt her stock, I think, you know, if you had her on the pre-show. From what I've heard, SummerSlam is supposed to be six hours. Yeah, it's a marathon, isn't it? It seems yeah. like it's getting longer every year. But, but again, like, I love SummerSlam. So, it's like, I know I know, I sound so pessimistic on a lot of the matches. But, like, when it gets closer and, and on the night and stuff like that, I know I'm going to be more into it. And, uh, you know, SummerSlam just has that vibe to it. And the crowd in Brooklyn always bring it. So, you know, I, I'm sure it's going to be a decent night. But six hours is a long time, man. Definitely. Another person who's not on the card, no Sami Zayn, as of yet. Yeah, you follow me on Twitter, so you might know this. Uh, Sami Zayn, for me, great wrestler. Uh, I don't know, not much else for me. So, <laughs> I, again, him... You know, Beck, Becky. Hey, I'm I'm not I'm not showing any bias. She's Irish, but I don't really care about the reader. You know, they need to give me a, a reason to care. And with Sami Zayn, then for now, I'm I'm not too mad about him not being on the show. Also, okay. Also, no Todd Dillinger. That's a shame. 
because I like him, and I think they could be doing a lot better with him. Um, yeah, I don't know why he's not on the show. That's a shame. I, I think those two probably will end up on the pre-show, maybe against um, Mike Canellis and Aiden English. Yeah, oh, yeah, probably. Probably. That sounds like a pre-show match. If I would guess. Yeah, yeah, you could be right. Okay, who else is not on the card? Well, obviously Cesaro and Sheamus are not on the card right now. Yeah, probably. Are they, they doing something with the Revival now or the Hardy's going to face them? I don't know. Like... That's Sheamus weird is, might be a triple threat. Sheamus is shooting the uh, movie. Right what now. movie is he doing? I don't know. I don't remember yeah, what movie either. it is. And I know. Um, well, if it's a WWE movie, it might it might only take two days to record. Anyway, so it'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what is the name for the revival? Is injured. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He is injured. So Hardy's and Cesaro and Sheamus again, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's a pre-show match because we've seen it so much. Because as of right now, the Hardys are not on the card as, as well. Yeah, that sounds like a pre-show match to me. It'll probably be, it'll probably be, or maybe Gallows and Anderson are in there somewhere. Because um, those are another, those those are two other names that I meant that you never mentioned. So. Yeah. Let me see. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to find out what movie Seamus is shooting right now. That's a good question. The last movie I heard he did was uh, he was in the Ninja Turtles or something, but I never seen it. Yeah, he was in the last Ninja Turtles movie. He was um, yeah. Rocksteady. Yeah, Rocksteady. That's it. Yeah. I'm trying to think what movie he was doing. He's doing. What movie is he doing? I don't know. Yeah, well, WWE will probably promote it somehow. <laughs> They'll let us all know. Don't worry. <laughs> well, also. Um, Dolph Ziggler, he's been gone for a minute. Yeah, he probably should have lost that match that time he was gonna he was gonna leave. I can't remember who he was facing, but he was facing somebody, and he if he lost the match, he was gonna leave. I said, who was that? Uh, I can't remember. My mind is so jumbled up right now. Yeah, Ziggler faced somebody, and he, if he lost, I think oh it was Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. And uh, he said that if he lost, he'd leave. And at the time, I was saying it probably probably would have been the best thing for him, you know, leave for a year, make it seem real, you know, and, and take a little break or something, come back maybe on NXT or because I just don't see I don't see what Dolph Ziggler is doing right now, apart from having great matches like always. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Well, I don't see the name of the movie that's coming up. Well, anyway, let's get the Also, the drift is not on the show. Oh, the drifter? Yeah, he might drift in, though. He might make an appearance at some stage. That's all he really needs to do, I think, is probably sing a song, run down Brooklyn, get get attacked or something like that, and that might be his payday. I'm trying to think, if I miss some, I think those are the main wrestlers that are really missing that people would notice that are not there. Is there yeah. Um, I can't think of anybody else. Like, I'm kind of mad at that WWE dropped the ball with the club so much. I I think, yeah, I was trying to remember if they've been WWE Tag Team Champions, and they have been. It's just been forgettable. Yeah, they, they were champions, and nobody cared because they did such oh, a bad yeah, job. Right. They lost at WrestleMania, right? Yeah, it's just it was just forgettable, to be honest. Not enough mic time, I don't think. Like, not enough, you know, meaningful mic time, meaningful uh, feuds and stuff for them. Um, I feel like... Then with AJ just work so much. Maybe in a draft coming up, maybe when they shake things up again or whatever they call it, superstar shakeup, we'll get uh AJ back with the club and they'll do something with Baller and then that'll reignite them. But just right now, I think they're just, you know, they're just they're just going through a period that a lot of wrestlers go through where it's downtime, you know, where you can't always be the main story and the main event and stuff. Hopefully WWE see see what they have in them, you know, they're big stars like in Japan and stuff. And uh, they capitalize that uh, on that and do something good with them. Yeah, definitely. And the last people I can think of that's not on this, well, they'll probably be on SummerSlam some type of way. The Fashion Files. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm thinking before SummerSlam comes around, uh, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan are going to return. I think that's how. I think those. I think it's been Harper and Rowan the whole time. 
and the ascension has been kind of like a just like just just to keep fans guessing or whatever but yeah uh i can see that probably happening next week or the week after we're getting close yeah i hope it happens for SummerSlam. i, I would like to see that happen because it's time to see luke harper and eric Rowan come back tuesday yeah as far as i know uh harper and rowan are injury free right now so you know it's, it's there to be done Definitely. Well, I think that's all we got to say about SummerSlam. Is there anything else you want to add to the conversation about SummerSlam? Uh, no. Uh, NXT Takeover the night before should be good. I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to um, Ember Moon taking that title. Yeah, definitely. I think Takeovers always good. Takeovers are given. Takeovers are usually always top notch. So it's nothing. Right, and in Brooklyn, you know, it, it NXT always bring it. So that's going to be another great show. I'm I, I'm really looking forward to SummerSlam weekend. Yeah, definitely. The and weekend is always McGregor fun. fight before it. <laughs> you know, I have to mention that. <laughs> All right, let's uh, talk about that fight a little bit before, before we go. Um, we know you're going for McGregor. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, I think. You, how long do you think it's going to last? Uh, when the fight was made, I originally looked at it and just said, oh, this is, you know, this is unfair. Like, it's not even, it's not even fair. It's a boxing match, you know. Mayweather hasn't been beaten in 21 years or whatever. Uh, how is McGregor going to go in there and beat him? But the more I've been looking into it, you know, everybody talks about how uh, Floyd's had problems with southpaws and uh, McGregor's southpaw. Uh, he's got a weird stance. Nobody really knows, you know, what to expect. And then you have all this shit that's been happening with, um, I don't know if, you, if you've heard about this, but the Pauli Malignaggi stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like McGregor rocked him, and in the video that I saw, you know, he had one left. It wasn't even about the knockdown for me. It was the left that he put his head back with when he snapped that left. And it's the way Floyd's been talking. It's kind of, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm just getting worked. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe Floyd's working me, and I'm getting worked by him, and that's how they're selling the fight because Floyd's been talking about how he's going to come forward. He's not going to be defensive like he was before uh, with Pacquiao and such. So, and and McGregor says, you know, he's not going to back up. I'm not going to take a back step first, which I believe. When McGregor says that, I believe that because he comes from UFC where he, where he's been elbowed in the face. He's been pounded in the face multiple times with smaller gloves. So I don't think he's afraid of getting hit. So if if McGregor in the first couple of rounds can just pound the shit out of Mayweather, you know, try and hit him. Try. If you break the guard, if you if you, if you hit him with that one good punch, you can knock him out. I feel like if McGregor doesn't win it in four or five, He's in big trouble. He's going to be tired. And I think from that, Mayweather's going to boss it. And uh, I just don't know if, if Mayweather can knock McGregor out. He hasn't knocked anybody out in 20 years. So it's 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 interesting for me. I'm looking forward to him, man. I think he's going to be good. I'm very interested in this fight because it's one of those things, like I was saying, I said to you off camera that Mayweather needs to fight his fight. If he fights his fight, it's almost no chance Conor can win. Because one percent, maybe, you know, one percent. If he fights his own fight, if he goes in there trying to fight and trying to knock Conor out, it's a good chance he's going to lose. It's dangerous because because Nate Diaz was two hundred pounds when he fought McGregor, and you saw from that fight, people who saw that fight saw that Diaz just teed off on McGregor. They teed off on each other. It was a great fight, but that shows that McGregor can take big punches from big people and Floyd's as as McGregor's been saying he's a small guy you know 150 pounds and uh I just don't see McGregor being really hurt badly by a boxer that size by a person that size it's yeah, gonna it's be gonna a boxer be... master class probably from Floyd if he fights his own his own style if they bang go face to face and bang I don't know it's a it, it's up in the air for me yeah I definitely think I agree with you on that one more thing I want to add to that is the fact that it's going to be very hard for Conor to not kick. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought that it was going to be harder for him to just hold back, like, hold back that urge to just throw a roundhouse kick or a spinning elbow or something like that, you know? Inable, yes. Yeah, and, and, and even McGregor said it, you know, that um, he'll give Floyd one round, maybe two. And, you know, this is, this is the confidence coming out of McGregor. He said maybe two. And the only reason why I say that is because there's a 10-second count and I can't pounce on you. And that's going to be another error that he's going to, if, if he can knock him down. Remember, Floyd hasn't been knocked down. So there's a lot of different 
uh, things to this fight that makes it very interesting. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm honestly excited for it. As a person who weird about grew up watching we boxing, we're, we're, we're the marks, man. Yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> uh, I grew up watching boxing. I grew up watching like guys like Mike Tyson, Sugar Ray Leonard, and boxing kind of, with exception of a few like Canelo Alvarez, things like this, been kind of stale. Yeah, yeah. Pacquiao, Mayweather, those are the biggest names. Yeah. USC is really is really coming to the front. Like that's what makes it special, and it's also special to the fact that if Conor goes in there and beats Mayweather, what does that mean for boxing going forward? Yeah, that's gonna be a big blow to boxing. Maybe, maybe you know McGregor thinks that he's he says that he's gonna compete in both and he's gonna rule over both. So I don't know. Let's see if this is one of those times that if if it happens and McGregor beats him uncharted territories there hasn't been anybody like this and it'll be it's going to be great for irish people like we're proud of them you know uh so that that's that's another reason why the fight is so big for us just being irish that support like we have that in us just to back our guy you know yeah i agree man it's a big thing you know you don't want to say it's about race but it's about national pride things yeah, like that they've been see that's 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 the thing as well that i i really want to see connor knock floyd out for that because to be honest, for me, it's, it's a disrespect to us as a as a country. Like I know every everywhere, you know, racism is horrible. It's everywhere, but like just how how Floyd spun that off something that we we talk like that all the time. Like when when he called him boy, that's something we say, and that's something that McGregor said in the past. And and people have pulled up videos that he's called other people boy, white, black, Asian, like doesn't matter, you know. Uh, and and he's explained himself. Uh, I know the monkey comment was there was a big uh, there was a big news story about that on on ESPN and shit. Them talking about that and Floyd even saying that I didn't like it when he called us monkeys. But see, he spun that and McGregor explained that you know when 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 he was asked about the Rocky movie, um, that he said, "Oh, was that the one with the gym and the circus and the monkeys and stuff?" But he's he was talking about the circus of it, like in that movie for people who have seen it. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's just it's it's very it's a very sensitive world, you know, and and I understand and I, I think Connor understands that people are could could be upset by that or anybody who's he's apologized, but that's that wasn't his atten- intention at all. You know, it was something that Floyd's camp spun to sell the fight, I guess. Yeah. Well, talk about that. I think it's fitting that we talk about it a little bit. That fact that. In the United States right now, it's a very touching time because with the attack that just happened the other day here in Charlottesville, you know. Yeah, disgraceful, yeah. It's our prayers go out I've had, I've had these conversations. I've, of course, sorry, sorry for something for us here. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah, just, just um, I've had this conversation. I have a friend who lives in Houston, and um, we've talked about this. And, uh, like, just, just from the outside looking in, you know, I, I really don't want to make this a whole uh, race thing because that's that's a really touchy subject but just from the outside looking in that that's like an, it seems like a very it's very prevalent in american society like and over here like we're, we're not a, like everybody should be sensitive to the feelings of others and shouldn't say you know you can't say certain things because it sounds bad but when mcgregor says something it's not coming from that place because it's not you know, I can't speak for the man, but I just I, I speak for us like it's just different. It's just different. Yeah, you're in a different environment. Right. It's a different environment. Yeah, that that's all I can explain. Like like if somebody here wanted to be racist, like I've seen it, you know, they they'll come out like and they'll say something racist. Like they won't beat around the bush with it, like you know. Uh but just that that's what I mean when when people say stuff like that, it's not in the same it doesn't come from the same place, I don't think. Yeah, because you know, like like you said, like I said before, it's the climate here is so tense because of the recent events and because of our president now and because of the, the fact that racism like actually that. Yeah. racism is actually like vibrant now in the United States. It's kind of rough to say. Yeah, I, I, bring it back, bringing it back to wrestling. Like I've seen this on on Twitter and stuff. People have this conversation back and forth. Like, oh, if you don't like Naomi, you're a racist. And I I don't agree with any of that shit. Like. For, like, I don't know if that's really, it's scary to think that people out there really think like that. That really think like, because, oh, because Mayweather and McGregor are fighting, I'm going to go with McGregor because he's white. Like, or I'm going to go with Floyd because he's black. Like, being black or white. It's just, I don't know. I, I, I just well, think that's all. Just it's a thing. Like. People, people think like that. 
people actually yeah, do think yeah, like that. It sucks, but you know. Because yeah. I, pers- I personally like McGregor and I like Mayweather. I think both of them are the top in their field. I would like to see. I think Connor, whether you love him or hate him, the guy's bold. He's gutsy. He did he not is, have and to- there's a lot of factors that, that go into this. Like like you said that you like McGregor too. Me, I, I like Mayweather too. I respect him as a boxer. I think he's like an amazing technician, like best defensive boxer of all time. You know, all of that stuff. But I come from pro wrestling first. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's my first love. So I always want to see the heel. You know, for me, he's a heel because he's never been beat and he brags about it. But he backs it up too, you know. But it's it's throw that in there with the fact McGregor's Irish, you know, and, and I have to go against Floyd on this one. <laughs> I always appreciate the fact about McGregor, the fact that he was like, you know what, Nate Diaz is bigger than me. I don't care. I want to go at him. Yeah, I don't yeah, care about I like that. weight class or nothing like that. You know, I don't know nothing about boxing, but I'm going to go after the best guy in boxing. It takes guts to do that. It takes a lot of guts, but at the same time, he's making a lot of money. So, oh, you definitely. know, in his mind, if he loses, it's not really, it's not really the end of the world. You know, Floyd, I think, has everything to lose on this. Oh, definitely, definitely. But I think, that to Connor's credit, you don't see John Jones doing this. No, but you see John Jones following McGregor's. Uh, you see John Jones following McGregor's template because didn't he just call out Brock? He's looking yeah. for the biggest name that's out there in his division that he can call out and make the most money from. And that's that's the that's the template that McGregor set for everybody else. Everybody's dressing like him. Everybody's trying to talk like him. Everybody's. You know, they're all learning. And that's another thing I respect about McGregor. And another reason why I'm convincing myself that he has a chance to beat Mayweather is because when he says something, he believes it so much. And he has that belief in himself. And he just, he visualizes it. You know, Mystic Mac, you know, he tells you when he's going to knock somebody out. And it happens. I think the best, I think the best example of that was when he faced Aldo and he said that he's going to overcommit. And he's gonna, and I'm gonna catch him, and he's gonna go down, and that's exactly what happened. And I heard he was, he was that situation in the locker room before the fight over and over again, and it just happened. So that's scary for Mayweather. I think it has to be, you know, even if you'll never admit it, you know, this guy dreams stuff into reality, and it happens. So I don't know, quick knockout. I'm hoping for it. I think, like I said, I'm very excited for the fight because you can call it a circus or not. It's entertainment, and I think people kind of lose the fact that boxing, football, wrestling, all these sports at the end of the day are entertainment. Yeah, they're all entertainment. Like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you're a Floyd fan and he wins. Great. Okay, great. He won, and you're a fan of his. But it doesn't really matter at the end of the day if he loses. Like, wouldn't it be much more entertaining if he loses? Because, like, this is... It'll send everything into a tailspin. Boxing, UFC, the media, like everything will go crazy if Floyd loses. And you don't know this, man. Unless unless you're a real, real, real boxing fan and you take it as a disrespect, you know, that a UFC fighter is coming in there and you would take it as a disrespect and it would hurt you bad if Mayweather lost. I can understand that a little bit more. But just for me, I like both guys and I, I just want to see the biggest circus. So the biggest circus for me as well is if McGregor wins everybody's going to go crazy. The memes are going to be hilarious. Uh, you know, Mayweather's yeah. never going to be able to live it down. It's going to be great. Yeah, I think the thing about it is Mayweather kind of has to win because if he loses, it's going to be a big hit to boxing. And his and his, his legacy. legacy, I think. Yeah. His legacy will be tarnished because people will say, that's what happens when you fight some. This guy wasn't even a boxer, like a, a full professional boxer, and he beat you. And, and and all of those things that people have been saying about him fighting people too late. You know, people said he fought Pacquiao two years too late in people. That's going to be brought up. And his legacy is going to be tarnished. And I don't think Mayweather wants that, which which adds another layer to this fight. Definitely, definitely. Okay, going a little bit after this fight. What's next for right. McGregor, win, lose, or draw? What do you think is next for him? Well, I think in boxing, I think you have you have to have a big name to face him. If it's not Pacquiao, I don't see anybody else right now that's, you know, for me, like, I don't see a big enough name, a big enough star apart from Pacquiao. So if it's not a Pacquiao fight, I think most likely from what I've heard from McGregor, he'll probably fight in the UFC next after, after the Mayweather fight, win, lose, or draw. It's probably going to be going back to defending one of those two belts and uh, continuing to knock people out in the UFC. 
I have an interesting theory about that. I want to oh, hear an interesting it. suggestion. What about John okay. Jones? John Jones and McGregor. Um, what does John Jones? What What does John Jones weigh? I think John he, Jones is a heavyweight. Yeah, he is a heavyweight. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if McGregor can get if McGregor can go up that high. I don't know. Because uh, you're talking about John Jones, who would face someone like Brock, and Brock weighs like 278 pounds. You know, when he's fighting in the UFC. So I don't know if that's John Jones possible. weight class. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a heavyweight or a light heavyweight. He's a light heavyweight. Light heavyweight, yeah, and and I'm pretty sure Eddie Alvarez was uh, he was a he might have been a light light heavyweight too, was he? Eddie Alvarez, no, because May, no. no McGregor had the had the featherweight belt and the middleweight belt, right? I think so. Yeah, so. I don't know. I, f- I feel like that might be a little bit of a jump. That's like saying McGregor's going to face Brock Lesnar. See, but it's interesting. Because isn't, um, what's Nate Diaz? Nate Diaz is, I'm pretty sure, a light heavyweight. See, there we go. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'd have to I'd have to know for sure what, what he weighs because okay. I'm pretty sure the high, McGregor's going 174 at his at his peak, at his highest. Like that's the that's the heaviest he gets. Okay. 174. So he'd have to jump up. He'd have to jump up again, I think, for John Jones. John Jones is 205. That's how much he weighs. 205. Yeah. So he'd have, yeah. He'd have to go up another, you know, 40 pounds almost. Like that's. I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure he's never had a fight at that weight, and I don't know how interested he would be, because see, when he fought when he fought Nate Diaz, he um he was punching him in the face hard, like he pounded his face for you know five rounds straight, twice, and couldn't knock him out because he's such a bigger guy, and uh, just naturally bigger too. And I think John Jones is naturally bigger than McGregor too. So I just don't know if that'll be a good fit for him. I think he'd be at a disadvantage, and that's not taking away anything from the fighter he is. I just think what he's doing right now, fighting in two weight divisions, is impressive in, in itself. Nate Diaz is 183. So it's not that much... 183. It's not that much of a difference between John Jones and Nate Diaz. And he's... 205. 205. Is, I don't know. That seems like a stretch to me. But hey, strange to think. Hey, look, Mayweather fight McGregor, so it could happen. Yeah, that's... You never know. We might get into a big circus of fights here, you know? I... Cyborg and Becky Lynch. I think that's the thing that's interesting about what's going on right now, the fact that people are just kind of like booking their own dream matches. Yeah, yeah. It seems like ever since CM Punk went in and fought Mickey Gall, you know, everything is, you know, off the table. You can do whatever you want now. Yeah, because if you got John Jones calling out Brock Lesnar and you got Cyborg calling out Becky Lynch. Yeah, but that that's wrestling related. That that's gonna be. That, I don't know. I don't know if that'll ever happen. But I'm sure if it does, it'll be in a sports entertainment. I wouldn't know. be surprised if either one of those things happen because of the world we live in, and because of the money that's behind it. What a Becky and Cyborg UFC fight? No, not necessarily UFC. It'd have to be a WWE event. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I think it'd be a WWE event. But yeah. the money that's behind it, people will. Pay for that. Yeah, I think people would. I think I think they're gaining interest. I don't know what Cyborg is doing. Maybe she's just looking at what McGregor did and knows when you mention a WWE wrestler, you get a lot of attention, which is smart, you know. And not only that, she's a champion now. Yeah, I, I I would like to see Cyborg and Becky get it on. I'd like to see Ronda Rousey and Becky. I think Ronda Rousey's uh, gonna be. I think her throws and stuff like that would fit well with Becky's style, you know, if she can get her wrestling down pat and learn not like how to kill somebody, you know, you're trying to keep them safe in the ring. I, I think that would be good. I think it'd be interesting to see Ronda Rousey versus Sasha Banks. Oh, fuck Ronda Rousey would murder that girl. Like I know she's like Sasha Banks is a small girl, but But the promo yeah. would be fire. They would if, if Ronda can cut a promo. Let's see. Let's see. Because of their personalities are so different. I mean, I know we, I'm just thinking about it. We know Rhonda has acting chops because she's been in movies. So yeah. you know, given a script, maybe she can. Yeah, it'll be real, it's gonna be real interesting to see what where this goes at. 
But I'm pretty sure seeing Ronda and Sasha standing next to each other, Sasha's going to look like she's 10 years old. Yeah, well, shoot, that might be the same thing for Becky Lynch. Well, with Cyborg, oh, definitely, yeah. But I don't know. There's some, Sasha's extra small, though. Becky's at least a little bit thicker, you know. She's a little bit bigger. Yeah, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see where all this stuff goes at, man, especially within the next couple of years with UFC and WWE seeming to be doing business they're doing and UFC and boxing seeming to be doing the business they're doing. Yeah, some, for sure, man. Exciting you know, and and Enzo, Enzo, like it seems like WWE wrestlers too are, are taking shots at UFC back and forth. You know, it's like JBL says and brings to the table. It's just good promotional business for both sides. So long may it continue. It's it's entertainment at the end of the day. When when the show is not on Raw on Monday night, you know, there's there's no reason why we can't get entertainment throughout the week on Twitter. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Any more things else to say about SummerSlam? Anything else like that? No, just uh, Samoa Joe for champ. Uh, <laughs> I hope I hope Brock comes back down the line, you know, and I'm looking forward to Brock going face-to-face with people like Strowman and Reigns and stuff like that. But I just think it's time to get the belt back on Raw. I really hope they do it. I do and, too. Um, yeah, Baron Corbin for champ. You know, I'm pulling for that too. So th- those are the matches I'm looking forward to, and SummerSlam should be good. Good night of wrestling, even if six hours is a little bit too long. Definitely, definitely. Well, Thank you for everybody tuning in. Make sure you follow Francis on Twitter. Tell him your Twitter. Yeah, it's uh, at Mr. Frantastic 11 with an, with an R after the F. And when you go on there, make sure you watch the video of his daughter doing the CM Punk entrance. Oh, yeah, a lot of people like that. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. She's happy about that. It's beyond awesome. She has that one. She has the AJ Styles one. Am I missing one? She got a Nakamura one, which Nakamura. which was cool. Nakamura retweeted that. That was cool. Yeah, your daughter's adorable, man. Beyond yeah, man, I'm proud. I'm proud of her. Thanks, man. Definitely. And it's cool that you have your little girl that's so interested in wrestling, like her dad. Oh, it's great. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, my girlfriend, she she doesn't. Like she'll she'll watch like she'll watch like certain. She loves the John Cena and Miz stuff from WrestleMania. You know when when uh, Miz was doing the the Bella Twins, like, what, what what's that show? Bella's, uh, Total Bella's skit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She'll watch stuff like that, but, yeah, no, my daughter, man, she's, I, I tried to get her into wrestling from an early age, you know, so I could have a, a buddy to watch with me. That's awesome, man. As always, man, Delver Cox Experience, we are out. Peace, everybody. All right, later. Now extended through January 14th, join a clean and spacious Planet Fitness for zero enrollment and only $10 a month. With tons of equipment and free fitness training, it's the perfect place for everybody to work out. Even me, mister, I'm so stressed I grind my teeth more than most people grind coffee. Especially you. Give your anxiety-clenched jaw a rest. My molars will be so happy. Start feeling fantacular today. Join in-club or at planetfitness.com. Zero enrollment, $10 a month, cancel anytime. Deal ends January 14th, C-Club for details.